I'm reading to you from verse 35. Mark 1, 35. It says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and he departed into a solitary place. And there he, he did what? He prayed. That's the challenge the Lord is giving us, that we will follow the example of the Lord Jesus Christ and we'll have, number one, our daily commitment. Number two, the daily communion. Number three now, our daily compensation. Do you know the Lord is going to be blessing you every day? And there's no day that will pass that you'll not be able to point to. In the evening, you'll be able to point to the blessings of the Lord during the day. I love this verse. In Psalm 68, you may want to mark it in your Bible. Psalm 68, verse 19 Psalm 68 verse 19 blessed be the Lord are you there have you opened the verse blessed be the Lord who who does what daily loadeth us with benefits even the God of our salvation the little word there sailor that the translators did not translate is uh, it means pause stop think about this that every day i go to the presence of the lord number one i have my daily commitment number two i have my daily communion and guess what happens number three i have my daily compensation and it says think about this and look at me very well you're going to see something now if you visited me and i give you something very small like this you put it in your pocket and you go out there somebody does not see what you have got although i give you something and it's a useful thing and it's a good thing but it's so small you put it in your pocket and nobody sees it but you went out and you are coming back and you are carrying a load and you are drawing it and pulling it and uh, then somebody says where are you coming from every time you go I see that you are bringing loads and loads. Where are you coming from? You say, well, that's the covenant I have with the Lord. There are three things. If I do part one and I do part two, God does part three. There is a daily compensation. And the daily compensation is not something you put in the pocket that people will not see because he daily loadeth me with benefits. Are you going to carry a load out of today? I don't mean my load. I mean, I carry mine, you carry yours, and it's a load of blessing. Amen. I said it's a load of blessing. Amen. Because blessed be the Lord. He daily loadeth us with benefits. He's the God of our salvation. I've told you that there are three points. Number one, the entrance into the fold of Christ. Number two, essentials of daily fellowship with Christ. Number three, now, exhortation to follow to faithfully follow christ exhortation to faithfully follow christ actually when the lord called his own disciples he said follow me and i will make you fishers of men follow me and i will make you what you had not been before i'm going to make you what you ought to be and the secret of that is that you follow me and in following the lord you remember now you take the first two steps you repent you believe you have repentance and the works meet for repentance and you have faith in the lord jesus christ and then you are following after the lord when you follow after the lord he wants your life to be conformed 
to the life of Christ. Uh, you know, sometimes when we come into the kingdom of God, you become born again. And I think this is natural for us. That immediately you come to the family of God, you become a child of God, and you are coming to the church. You'll be looking at brother so-and-so. And if brother so-and-so happens not to be walking straight, and happens not to be walking right, it's a good brother, it's a nice brother. Only at this time of his life, it's a little bit weak, a little bit discouraged. And when you talk, he's a little bit irritated. And he's going to say some things. And, but you are following him. You're going to copy his irritation, his anger, his lifestyle. Because you thought, those are my senior brothers and sisters in the church before I came. That's what little children do when they are born into the family. They begin to imitate the brothers and sisters in the family. And they talk like those brothers and sisters. But Jesus is saying, uh-uh. Don't follow James. Don't follow John. Don't follow Peter. Because sometimes you know Peter can be boisterous and aggressive. And I still have a lot of things to chisel out of the life of Peter. Yes, he's one of my disciples. And I love him. I appreciate him. And I even sometimes appreciate his aggressiveness. But don't follow him. Follow me. That's what the Lord is telling you today. We have a lot of good, good brothers here. A lot of good sisters here. Wonderful people indeed. But... There are times, and you know it, when our brother, something is happening that, you know, is like he's wearing his emotions on outside. And if you touch him a little bit, it's not always like that. Once in a while, he can be very much irritated. And if you learn that, that's not his habit. He might come out of that tomorrow. He doesn't behave like that every time. But if you copy that, you are going to make yourself permanent like that. That's why the Lord is saying, look away from all those people looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Now, we're going to follow Christ because that is the challenge, that is the calling, that is the commandment we are being given. In John chapter 2, verse 6, 1 John, 1 John chapter 2, verse 6, He that saith, he abideth in him, ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. Even as he walked. Have you seen some of those believers that wear something? And what they wear, they write W-W-J-D. Have you seen that before? What they mean is, what would Jesus do? They go about, they are conscious of the fact, all they want to do is what Jesus himself will do. And here is the counsel, here is the commandment, here is the commitment of a child of God, that he who says he abides in him, ought himself so to walk, even as Christ walked. Look at Colossians chapter 2, Colossians chapter 2, Verse 6, as ye have therefore received Christ, received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. He's putting the emphasis on Christ. And it says, as you have therefore received Christ the Lord, you walk so in him. It's telling us that the important thing in your life, the important thing in my life, is to follow after the Lord Jesus Christ. And then you read this in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate 
to be conformed to the image of his son. To be conformed to the image of his son. It's like if he had told me once, I would learn it because that's enough, but told me the second time, and he's telling me the third time that when I come into the kingdom of God, my pattern, my model, my, my mentor, my perfect example is the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, I remember it now. When Jesus spoke to me and spoke to you in Matthew chapter 11, verse 29. Matthew chapter 11, verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. Actually, it's calling us that we just follow his steps. All he wants us to do is to be like him. What makes Jesus happy is that you are a child of God and you are following after the example of the Lord Jesus Christ. Following after the Lord Jesus faithfully. First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2, reading from verse 21. For even hereunto were ye called. Some people are saying, I don't know whether I've been called or not. Of course you are called. But here is what you are called to. Here unto were ye called. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. The example the Lord has left you is that you will follow the steps of Jesus Christ. That's the reason when Paul was writing to the believers, he reminded them the kind of attitude they ought to have, the spirit they ought to have, the mind they ought to have. In Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let the mind of Christ be in you. This mind to be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You know what we're talking about in this point? Number three, we're talking about faithfully following Christ. Exhortation to faithfully follow Christ. And you've seen it in those references, six of them, that I give to you now. But what does that mean in practical terms? Here is what it means. Number one, Christ was and is righteous. Well, if I follow Christ, what does that mean in my life? I must be righteous. I must receive grace from the Lord to practice righteousness. Christ was true and truthful, never told a lie. Whether I was talking to Pharisees or talking to Sadducees or talking to his own disciples or talking to opposers, enemies, friends, he always told the truth. And, and you know, sometimes uh, we justify ourselves when we say something that is not totally truthful to somebody and then somebody challenges us, how could you say that? That's not absolutely true. Yes, he's not a believer. I can't tell all my mind the whole truth to an unbeliever because he'll take what, I, what I've said, he'll turn it around and use it against me. Jesus told the truth every time. And you know the calling we have, it is to follow the Lord. If we are following the Lord, he was true and truthful, be the same. Number three, he sought the glory of God every time. He said, I came from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And I seek not my glory. That means then, if Jesus is my pattern, if Jesus is my example, there is this number three thing I'm going to do. I'm going to seek the glory of God every time. And you know sometimes when we're happy, the Lord has blessed us, 
and we have just been healed and delivered and these great blessings have come upon our lives we'll say lord i can do anything for you and i will seek the glory of god but when we are prayed and we have not got the answer and the sickness might still be there and the problem might still be there and we don't know whether god is there or god is not there then seeking the glory of god becomes lessened in our life but you know the commitment of the life of jesus whether up or down on the mountain or in the valley happy or sad going carrying the cross to the place where he will be crucified or just rejoicing with his own disciples every time he was committed to seeking the glory of god can i tell you today that what will make your life beautiful is that you do not walk by emotion you know when you are happy then you look good when you are not happy then everything turns upside down i don't do right anymore don't do that just like jesus christ you're seeking the glory of god every time number four jesus was obedient to the father every time obedient to the father every time even obedient to the point of dying on the cross are you that committed to the lord and you say what would jesus do here is the path that my father has made here is what the lord has appointed for me and that is exactly what i want to do it doesn't matter whether my disciples understand or they don't understand it doesn't matter whether my neighbors understand or they do not understand you know the disciples of jesus couldn't understand because we had thought that he christ was the one that would deliver the children of israel from the roman rule and then he will reign as king of kings and lord of lords but now he went to the cross and he died on the cross they couldn't understand but jesus didn't wait for the other people to understand before he obeyed the father isn't that the calling the lord is giving us everything i do is not uh, people will not understand every step every word every action but my commitment is the lord has said it and i must go the way of the lord and be obedient unto god i said number one is a life of righteousness if you are following the lord number two is a life of being true and truthful number three it's a life of seeking the glory of god number four it's a life of obedience to the father number five it's a life of humble meek walk with the lord i am meek and lowly follow me learn of me are there not many people that when you think about their lives it's like and it's because of the society it's because of the emphasis on self-confidence and self-esteem and we translate that to mean assert your personality assert your right and stand for what belongs to you and eventually the interpretation of that and the implication of that the application of that in our lives leads us to pride we think we must run over everybody push down everyone and it must go our own way if it doesn't go our way it cannot be right and pride comes in and we transfer that from the outside there and it comes into the church of the living god that asserting your personality asserting your right becomes the important central focus of your life but jesus christ he was humble and was meek and you want to follow the lord and have the lifestyle of christ and have that humility and have that lowliness and meekness now jesus christ was loving 
and when you look at jesus christ it doesn't matter what was happening to him and it doesn't matter who he was responding to for example he was going to the cross while he was going to the cross peter said ah, you won't do that to my lord you won't take my lord from here while i'm here and he brought out his sword he was ready to fight there's some people that are ready to fight the bible says fight the good fight of faith some other people are fighting the bad fight of self they're not fighting for faith they're not fighting for the truth they're not honestly contending for the truth once delivered unto the sins all they are fighting for is self this human rights thing will carry you too far it becomes too personal and everything anything that touches you you must fight for it that's what peter thought he threw out his sword and cut off the ear see the love of jesus he said why did you do that don't fight for me in that way he bent down took up that ear and put it back again would you do that try that today that somebody wanted to hurt you they have betrayed you already and you're going to be crucified on the cross and somebody else is fighting for you and he'll say no don't fight for me and then you do good to the people that want to kill you and destroy you that's the life of jesus christ and that's the calling we have that we follow the lord jesus christ there is that love i remember this uh, peter he had denied the lord at the most critical hour of jesus christ and uh, then jesus looked at him he wept when jesus rose up the third day then he said go to my disciples and then he mentioned peter in particular and simon peter can we do that do we forgive like the lord jesus christ ah you don't know what they've done to me if they did that to you i'm not sure you are going to forgive them what have they done to you that will compare with the life of jesus christ they were hanging him on the tree in something for something he had not done and he crucified him and what did he say on the cross father forgive them they know not what they do and what would jesus do if jesus were your situation what will he do he will forgive he will love number seven he was forgiven and that's what the lord is calling us to that you just make up your mind you wake up in the morning you say lord this morning i'm waking up i'm going through life I don't know what the people are going to do today but even before they do that thing i have forgiven them before they commit the offense because you want to commit yourself to living like the lord jesus christ number eight jesus was self-denying this is the one that said that the son of man does not have a place to lay his head and because of his riches he was rich in glory he came down he made himself poor that we might be rich through him you understand then he denied himself do we ever deny ourselves what i want is what i want at the time i want it where i want it and i don't care who gets hurt who doesn't get hurt i want it now that's not a good attitude that's an attitude of the people that are not following after the lord if we are following after the lord it's not what you want but what he wants you deny yourself number nine he was holy that holy thing that shall come out of you shall be called the son of the highest in fact you need to look at this in hebrews chapter 7 hebrews chapter 7 i'm reading from verse 26 describing the life of jesus christ it says for such an high priest became us 
who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. He was holy, and of course he was zealous. The zeal of thine house has consumed me, has eaten me up. And if you are following after the Lord Jesus Christ, you will not be passive and idle and no interest in anything flabby that you know your life is just so so christian it will not be like that there'll be passion there'll be zeal there'll be enthusiasm there'll be fire there'll be excitement in your life you're excited to be a christian and you're excited to witness you're excited to be in the house of the lord you're excited to worship the lord let's uh, before we round up let's look at john chapter 8 verse 29 john 8 Verse 29, he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, because for I do always those things that please him. That's the commitment the Lord is calling us to. I do always those things that please him. Number one, entrance into the family of God, the fold of Christ. The question you're asking yourself today is, have I really entered? Have I taken those steps? Number one, repent. Number two, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Number, number two now, am I having the essentials of daily fellowship with Christ? My daily commitment, quiet time, reading the Bible, praying to the Lord for the grace of God to be abundant in my life every day. Have I done that? Number three, am I faithfully following Christ? And remember when you come to the presence of God, and you do your part, he does his part, and he daily loads us with blessings and benefits. I pray the Lord will bless you, and the Lord will enrich your life. And this fellowship today will contribute something to your life, that those who see you will know that you are being in the presence of the Lord. Let's rise up and pray. Let's bow and eyes closed. It's very simple to come into the kingdom of God. You've never made the Lord Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior. You have the privilege right now to say, yes, Lord. I give my life to you. I surrender myself to you. I turn. There's going to be a change. The things I used to do, I don't want to do them anymore. The places I used to go, I don't want to go there anymore. And the things I used to drink, I don't want to drink them anymore. And the things I used to smoke, I don't want to smoke them anymore. I want a change in my life. I need your grace. I need your forgiveness. I need the cleansing of the blood of Jesus. And it's able to do that. As it's about and eyes are closed, if you want to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, would you just raise up your hand? I'll pray with you. You want to take that step? Thank you, God bless you. One step, repent. Second step, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You're resting up your hand. Rest up very well. I want to, God bless you, I want to see you. From all over the halls, you're resting up your hand. Can you come to the front here? I need to pray with you. God bless you as you come. Thank you, thank you, God bless you. Remember the first step, repent. And that means turn. There's going to be a change. If we're following the Lord, we can't continue the way we used to be. 
a change of heart, a change of attitude, a change of character, a change of direction, a change of habit, a change of loyalty, a change of speech, a change of language. God bless you. Keep on coming. You're giving your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And like you walk here with your two feet, one, two, one, two, after the other, those two feet, as you're walking, you'll be remembering there are two things to do. Number one is to repent. Number two is to believe. So as you stand up here, just say after me, Lord Jesus, I've had your call. You have invited me. You told me to come to your presence, into your fold, so that my sins can be forgiven and so that I can be saved. And come into fellowship with you here on earth, there in heaven. Lord, I come. You have said you will not reject me. Forgive me, Lord. I believe you died for me on the cross of Calvary. Accept me now. I accept your forgiveness, your grace, your salvation. I receive you. Be my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for these our brothers and sisters that have now come into the fold. Receive, accept them in Jesus' name. And we pray, Lord, that you forgive all their past sins. Give them the grace now to live in newness of life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Church, are you happy they came into the Lord? God bless you. Thank you. Well, just uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know how much of the Bible you know, but in the Bible, when these people came out of Egypt and they were going to the land of Canaan, the Lord recorded their names, and there's a whole book of the Bible called the Numbers. They took their names and they numbered them. So the Lord is writing down your name. And what the Lord has done, we want to do. You are now part of the number. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's uh, our pastors here, uh, our pastors in front there, just quickly, um, or the ushers, can you give us those leaves? We want to uh, write the names. We're just following after the Bible, the book of Numbers. Uh, those of you back there, do you remember that book of Numbers? Is your name in the book? Up in heaven. Praise the Lord. Hey, don't go yet because the Lord needs to load you with blessings before you get back home. And uh, I won't carry your load for you because I have mine to carry to you. You will have a load of blessings in Jesus' name. Good, thank you. So just uh, write down your names there. Just fill it up. And um, Sorry, they need um, something to write very quickly.
you are not writing. You know, I don't want to cheat you because others are writing. I want you to write too. Can I give you something to write? What did I say the Bible is? I said it's basic. Okay. You, you want to write this one now. The Bible is blessed information bringing life eternal. Blessed information bringing life eternal. Just keep on writing your names and once you finish we'll pray for you for you to carry your blessings home. Have you done that? I said, have you done that, church? Okay. Uh, look at this. Look at the Bible. B-I-B-L-E. It builds me up. That's for B. It instructs me. That's I. It blesses me. That's the B. Lifts me up. That's L. Establishes me. That's E. Builds me. Instructs me. Blesses me. Lifts me establishes me. That's why we read that Bible every day. Just when you finish writing your names and church, have you written that? Ah, some of you are slow. <laughs> Thank you. What am I now to do with the Bible? Because um, you know, B-I-B-L-E and to believe. Believe it. I incline your ear to its message. B. Beware of all who contradict the Bible, all who oppose it. L. Live by it. E. Embrace it wholeheartedly. Believe it. Incline your ear to it. Beware of all who oppose it. Live by it. Embrace it. Are we ready for our load of blessing? Amen. You will not miss it. Amen. I said you will not miss it. Amen. Let's close our eyes as we pray. You lay your hand on your chest, on your heart. And if you are sick, you lay your hand any place you are sick. And you raise up the other hand. We are praying together. Father, in the name of Jesus, you told us that you bless us every day with a load of blessings. And your people are here today. I want your joy to fill their hearts in Jesus' name. I want your goodness to fill them in Jesus' name. Lord, those who are sick, I pray you touch them right now. And your healing virtue will pass through the body of everyone. Heal everyone that is sick and take those infirmities and sicknesses and pains away in Jesus' name. I'm also asking that any affliction, any oppression, any attack, cancel that in Jesus' name. Amen. Break every yoke. Amen. Destroy every curse. Amen. And move your people forward in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray that everyone represented here, representing families, you grant them their breakthrough. Amen. Let your blessings be abundant in their lives. Amen. And I pray that as a result of being in the fellowship today, their own load of benefits or blessings, your grant unto them. Amen. Do something definite in their lives Amen. that they will know it was this day they got that blessing. Amen. Open the heavens and shower them with your blessings. Amen. Do good in everybody's life. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the answer. Amen. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless every one of you.